Guys, gals, and gamers, it's Goose and Ace back again here for another Age of Sigmar podcast. This time about the gods of the Age of Sigmar. And won't would we be if we did not start with he who is named after the very age in the game, Sigmar himself. But before that, Ace, say hi. Hola. He's here too, and I will be talking for a long time, and he'll be chiming in because oh, there's a lot to do about Sigmar because Sigmar is a guy uh, who's got a lot of lore. So that's why we're starting here. Considering uh, the lore of Sigmar, I'm convinced that this is going to be a split in multiple parts episode. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of the cuts are going to take 15 minutes. It's fine. Uh, but Sigmar himself is going to say, we're just going to take a minute. Um,. So, uh, going over kind of what I did last time, I want to read a very beautiful excerpt from the wiki page that I love. Seven te- well, wow, I already messed it up. <laughs> Seven have a stroke. steps took Sigmar, striding as a giant. None could slay him, nor stand before his wrath. Again and again, his full cracking hammer wrought crimson wreckage. That is just so freaking cool, and I'm happy they start with that. Huh. Um, <clears throat> so, Sigmar, as we all know, uh, his true name is Sigmar Heldenhammer. Um, he is actually from the world that was, uh, and he was brought into the world that now is, uh, otherwise known as the Mortal Realms. Um, he has quite a few... Uh, duties as Sigmar. Uh, he's a patron deity of men, uh, meaning humans in this context. Um, the lord of the realms of Azir and the free peoples of the cities of Sigmar. This includes like your dispossessed and your wanderers, uh, your uh, black, arc, black arc pirates, um, all of those. Speaking of cities of Sigmar, I just finished building the new box that came out. And <laughs> it's so good, and I can't wait to paint it poorly. Um, Real poorly. Anyways. So, he goes by many names, although Sigmar is the one most people call him. He is the man-god, the thunderer, Zohegmar, the great roaring one, and the coolest one by far, the Chaos Bane. There are many things that Sigmar hates. Um, one of them being chaos. All of it. Forever. The second one being this podcast. Yeah, he's, he's mad. Actually, wait. He wouldn't be because the second thing like he loves is like one of the things he, he his religion does is spread the faith of Th Sigmar. Sigmar? By any... Th shut the fuck up. <laughs> spread the face, faith... Oh my god. <laughs> Worship Sigmar by any means necessary. Necessary. Um, God, man, why do we do podcasts? That sucks. So you could immediately have a mental stroke. I hate you. Um, <laughs> um so he also uh, one of the things he he does is he treats fairly all the other servants of other gods. Right, pretty much. If you're not chaos, you're cool with him, right? Um, you're 
you get to be a part of the crew, which is why Marathi gets to be a part of the crew, despite you know almost being Slanesh. Um, and at the end, Slanesh, she was just burst from the world that was. Hmm. We'll get to that. Anyways, um, the last thing is, he is the god of order, right? So, one of the things you got to do to worship him is uphold the tenets of civilization and progress. Um, which is pretty cool, considering he's a guy wearing his <laughs> wearing a medal that's named after him from a palace that's named after him. I'm just convinced that like one day we're gonna get to a like a story about Sigmar where they're like Sigmar Sigmar and Sigmar armor and Sigmar and the Sigmar pits of Sigmar and that'll be a real sentence that it works give games workshop another two months oh god please no games workshop <laughs> um please <laughs> please have mercy on me um so we touched on this a little bit before, but Sigmar is actually a deity from the world that was. And he traveled to the mortal realms on the peace of the world that was. Um, something called Malice. Um, or what would later be called Malice. And that hunk of the world that was, Malice, uh, actually is what... Stormcast Eternals wear in the combat in a they like mine it into a metal called Sigmarite because of course Sigmar loves naming stuff after himself. Um and Sigmar was unconscious basically through the entire uh journey through uh the etheric void for hundreds of thousands of years. Um but eventually he was rescued by the best boy the coolest boy, Dracotheon. Uh, I love him because I have a Stormcast Eternals army that is purely of dragons. Uh, so he, yes. So he not only saves Sigmar, but he saves my win record because I only win with that army. Um, anyways, Dracotheon is also called the Great Drake, the God Beast, uh, or one of the God Beasts. I think there's nine or twelve. There's, there's a lot. Of, there's many God Beasts. Um, Next and the father. No oh, God, uh, and the father of Star Drakes. So during that time, Dracotheon uh, befriends Sigmar. They become bros, uh, and they help hang uh, Malice, the metal core of the world that was, in the sky of the realm of Azir, which is Sigmar's home. Um, it was also Dracotheon that took Sigmar on basically a vacation through all the eight realms. Um, Starting what was known as the Age of Myth, which we touched on a little bit before. Uh, or a lot of bit before. Very a lot of bit. I liked, I liked the Age of Myth. Um, so during this time, Sigmar uh, fought Yimnog, uh, the grandfather of Gargants, which I don't know if you've checked out the new uh, Dawnbringer's Crusades book, but um, Lord Brog, Brog? Broad. Lord Broad is not happy about that. <laughs> he's not happy. Uh, hundreds of years later, maybe thousands, he's real pissed. He really just uh, sounds like but... a skill issue. Well, I, considering Lord Broad or King Broad was almost killed by normal humans with guns, 
I don't see how he could stand up against Sigmar and Gal Moraz, especially at, at the prime of his life. Um, going back to the Age of Myth, he also hunted down uh, the great Nindrag, or Nengendra? Nengendra. Nengendra. We're going to go with that and say that word out loud. The shape-shifting realm serpent. Um, and also befriended the best boy, the goodest boy. You know who it is. It's Gorkamorka. I love him. Uh, and they forged a great bro-ship uh, of bro um, that lasted throughout many civilizations. Say bro three more times. Um, Sig bro <laughs> friended <laughs> Gorkamork bro. Uh, look, it's Sigmar. You gotta, you gotta slap his name in there. Um, so during that time, Sigmar also found an awakened pretty much every god of order that we're going to talk about tonight today whenever you're watching this that time um and he started fi uh founding cities uh which i'm so glad he did because i love my boys um and began to allow mortal civilizations to flourish during this time um however just like the world that was chaos kind of found it and was not happy that there was more order going on than chaos. Um, so uh, our big boy, the big four, were like, <laughs> you know what this need? We need some plagues, we need some change, we need some debauchery, and we need some murder. Um, Red Realm. So, <laughs> yeah, so they brought all that into uh, the world, or into the mortal realms. Um, and after such a long time, Sigmar actually broke the Pantheon. Or, well, I guess he didn't, but... His Pantheon of, of friendly gods broke apart. Um, and he retreated off into High Azir. Um, we touched on this a lot before, but this was done because he lost Galmaraz. Um, Archeon, uh, the ever-changing, tricked... Sigmar into throwing his hammer at an illusion of him and then sent that mofo across the uh, plains until it eventually landed up in Kaimon, um, where our best boy uh, Stormcast Prime found it. The Celestin Prime. I have Stormcast Prime. Uh, it, makes me, it makes me laugh more. Um, but yeah, so during that fight before he lost Galmaraz, just to, just to give you like a level of power for Sigmar. He killed entire corn armies uh, of Angranth. Just slew them to a paste. He killed Feculox, the best great unclean one of Nurgle, uh, within the city of Branches. Um, <laughs> and kept, like, Pushing off the magics of a Lord of Change, whose name I won't say, but I'll attempt because it's a Lord of Change, and huh, we don't make those names easy. Kythanus. We're gonna go with Kythanus. Um, not an easy name to say. Um, and Luxius, a keeper of secrets, um, was the first one to call herself Ur-Slanesh, because at this time Slanesh had not come back from the dead. Um, or, well, back from 
getting the ice cream angries um, for eating too many elf souls. Um, and even this new Keeper of Secrets could not face Sigmar and crumpled before his unbreakable resolve. Um, just, after that, right? Oh, what's up? I just want to know, like, considering Slanesh and either 40k or Sigmar loves elves and munching on them like they're uh, little cat candies, what does the elves taste like to her? Him. Them. <sighs> Non-binary demon. Yeah. Um... What could pause? Does it taste like Lucky Charms? No, Is, are no, they no, no, magically no, no. delicious? Yes, but it's Klondike bars. It's <laughs> hey, don't you dare discuss Klondike bars. What? Because what would you do for a Klondike bar? I'd eat a bunch of elves. We're not going to touch on the fact that I literally have Klondike bar ice cream sitting in my freezer right now. I don't know what you do with your Klondikes. I, I know I what you do with them. your elf souls. I gobble up a few oh. elves. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Um, so, um, let's see. So, what we were talking about before, where Sigmar loses his hammer, is called the Battle of Burning Skies. Um, we've touched on this quite a bit, but I like it. Um, and it was the great conflict. Uh, it was such a huge thing um, that even so many years later, uh, the followers of Korn actually still call that battle the Battle of Skulls because so many people died. They amassed enough skull pyres that they were able to make mountains out of them, blotting out the sun with skulls. Um... And even if someone, like, it, I've, well, I guess for a time, if a seer or someone else with magic powers that could look through the realms looked on Akshi, all they saw was a burning death's head. Because there was so much death in the realm of fire, which is Akshi, that it is just awful. Um, so, during that time of... Um, the Battle of Burning Skies, Nagash was summoning necromantic armies. So chaos coming. Zombies are coming. Uh, and Gorka Morka uh, broke up his friendship with best bud Sigmar to go crump some eds because he was bored. So he goes crumping heads through every oncoming horde. Nagash was like, I phrased all of these zombies. Look at them go! And Gorka Marco was like, black. So I love him. Um, Teclis was casting magic and burning uh, the enemies with light. Um, yet, always, no matter what happened, Sigmar was there to turn the tide in their favor. Um, but he was just one guy, right? So even though he had thunderheads following him, he had titanic strength just clobbering everything, it wasn't enough. There was just too much for one guy to fight against. Seven times, 
Sigmar led that charge. Each time, he got deeper and deeper, but there was just too much. Um, uh, where to go from here? There's uh, so much. So this is where he loses Galmaraz, and I won't touch on it again because we've done it. Um, You went extensively in the last episode on it. Yeah. um, So let's touch a little bit on Archeon. So Archeon won the Battle of Burning Skies and pushed Sigmar back into Azir, and he had to call the cities um, back up so that, you know, there was something left to fight for. Um, and I want to read you a little excerpt again, because they have it and it's cool. Yet Archeon, the three-eyed king, the world-ender, had united four foes of old, the greatest of their kind, across the aeons Sigmar had vanquished each before, as they well remembered. Sigmar and Archeon are battle, or are enemies uh, who have fought in battles all the way from the time of the world that was. Because Archeon was actually the general who destroyed the world that was. That's freaking nuts how Archeon still has a bone to pick with Sigmar after all of that time. Where Sigmar is a champion of light and order uh, and progression and uh, of humanity he's just a huge great god wielding a hammer uh that just bashes everything archeon is in many ways his dark reflection because both while being great generals masterful warriors and unify forces on the commands sigmar forges and defends archeon destroys and corrupts That is what he does. That is what he will always do because that is what chaos is. And the hate between Sigmar and the ever-chosen Archeon is bitter. They hate, hate each other. Um, And they are relics from the age of myth. Um, Oh, well, I'm sorry. Relics from the age of myth depict these two fighting over entire worlds. A glowing hammer held high in the sky doing battle with a horned shadow that grips a snarling sword. This motif is found all the way through Age of Sigmar. Uh, Order versus chaos. Destruction versus progression. um, Death versus life. And against all of those forces, who does that come back against? Sigmar. Everyone is against Sigmar. Well, yeah, there are some petty squabbles. Nagash hates life, so he's going to be in a fight with Sigmar. Chaos hates order, so they're going to be in a fight with Sigmar. And Destruction hates progression, so they hate Sigmar. And against all that is evil in the world, Sigmar has a few allies. And I think Ace is going to talk about one of them now. Ah, uh, yes, the Everqueen. Uh, 
Now, Goose is going to correct me immediately on this. Ariella. <sighs> Alario. Alario? Yeah, Alario. Told you. Told you he's going to immediately correct me. There's no A at the end of her name. Shut up. So, she being one of the people that I'm not letting Goose talk about because of certain reasons, uh, is the goddess Get of that life. Shut up. Mm. Of life and nature. Uh, I hate to circle back to this part just because of Goose, but she usually, if you look at her model, rides one of these massive Wardoth beetles as she'll lead her tree people, which are known as the Sylvaneth, into battle. In in uh, previous years, or ages, years before uh, uh, she kind of came out of her little cocoon, is what I'll use as an example to describe this. Uh, she was very, like, shied away from war. But our friendly grandfather, Nurgle, decided that was not going to happen. Uh, and he fully invaded her realm. And while yeah. he's invading, she just became, like, super cold and withdrew further and further. Until eventually got to a point where Sigmar, being the best of blood, sent hordes of his uh, uh, army to try and rescue her and pull her out. So, one one moment, I gotta, I gotta flip through my notes because I can't read my handwriting at all. Yeah, just to touch on something you said before, Sylvaneth... Are tree people, yes, but there aren't just tree people. There are elves in there as well. There are tree Wood people. elves. They're all tree people. They're not all tree, people. All tree people. No, no not, one knows any. There are no other armies other than tree people. I feel like I can name at least two models that are not tree people. Only two in my tree people army? Well... I mean, yeah, because they're kind of like the base squads, but like, there are also fairies. <laughs> he said, just like grasping his straws to describe like literally anything other than just giant tree people. They're not all giant. There's little fairies and little dudes and little nice guys. <laughs> I don't know too much about uh, the Sylvaneth because I played against Nick's army exactly a time and Jakal dropped the Sylvaneth. Yeah, he, so, he dropped that real hard for more Tyranids. Yeah, for more Nids. So, <laughs> no one plays them anymore, so I don't have anyone to battle against can you, to tell me can, stuff. Now, uh, can you imagine if the fucking Tyranids invaded uh, uh, the mortal realms? Please, no. Sigmar needs a break. <laughs> What would you classify them as? Destruction or chaos? Destruction. Easy peasy. Because chaos is chaos, right? They're they're, they're Nurgle, they're Corn, Zinch, Sunash. And so they're destruction. And would in fact Necrons be order? Fuck. No, they're death. They would be death. Okay. Okay. Counterpoint. Would Trazen be order? No, because the entire faction is one. Instead of just... I don't know, Trazen's kind of off in his own. He's just massing a collection. Uh, anyway, so her home realm is Gyran, and where she meets our epic god king. Uh, 
and he approaches to her, wanting to form an alliance so he can make his pantheon of gods. We touched on that before. Well, after her, after the squad, uh, uh, what is it called? A Stormhost? Can't remember the actual name of the people yeah, who came to save it. It's called a Stormhost, and it was the, um, oh my god. Oh, they're going to drive me nuts. I know this. You said it in the first episode, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on this. I want to say the Hollow Hammers. We'll say that. Um, but we'll circle back to that whenever you you look that up, and we'll I'll keep going. Yeah, no. So while the Hollow Hammers uh, raced across Gyran to like save her, uh, Nurgle, being the uh, grand old papa he is, followed them to her. Uh, and she finally saw just how destroyed her realm was, and how far. Papa's reach got into it. She decided to cut the bullcrap right there and she split her soul across the entirety of her realm. But one thing about uh, the Everqueen's uh, soul splitting ability is that it creates like more armies when she does it and like kind of reincarnates herself. Uh, flip the page. The Hollowed Knights. Hollowed Knights, okay. It was. Uh, but the real, really convenient part for Sigmar and really unconveniently for Chaos, the more she like split her soul and rebirthed herself, she just got angrier and angrier as she proceeded to just give in to like the, uh, godly divine rage as she proceeded to chase all of the smoke, uh, uh, slaughtering through Nurgle army all the way until she got to her realm gate of Gairan, the Copper Falls, uh, which led to the Ak- Akshi gate. Uh, yeah, that's where um, Hammerhall was later uh, founded. Yeah, so she could join the battle at uh, Godskull Mesa. Uh, yeah, that... And this uh, oh battle, uh, which is the final bit of actual knowledge I have on her, because there wasn't much I could read without reading the books, and I haven't read a lot of the books yet. Uh, but in this battle, actually, she's fighting against Korn, not Nurgle, but fighting against the Slaves to Darkness and Daemons brought her to a new level of rage, and now we're with a, a current as, what do you call her, Goose? Something? Something? Oh, Thigh mommy? Yeah. Uh, where now we have her current like model in game fighting against all of chaos. Look, look at her model, and you tell me that her thigh is not going to crush Corn's head between them, because that is thick thighs. They save the mortal realms, I'm pretty sure. But her using uh, uh, her, her skull splitting gave birth to so many more only the army ha- model has tree people Sylvaneth. Uh, now there is enough army to actually combat Nurgle, Corn, and Silanesh as they keep invading her realm. Zinch actually yeah, really isn't mentioned much in the lore for her. At least Thank that's my God. knowledge. Thank God. Thank, th- thanks, Sigmar. <laughs> thanks, Sigmar. Because, like, Zinch is probably the worst of all the chaos gods. Absolutely, I I I could I could rock with Corn, you know, because he likes honor and stuff. I could rock with Nurgle. He just wants everyone to be happy and a little plague field. Uh, and Slanesh, I keep her away with the twenty foot pole because she's down bad. But uh, you know, 
Smash. At least she uh, is the god of perfection, and everything needs to be uh, uh, exceptionally done. Uh, Zinch, though, you you fall off the cliff, and uh, uh, and please never come back. <laughs> the, he's the lord of change, but the change is never good because it's a grim, dark fantasy. Change yourself out of this scenario. Change yourself out of the lore, please. In Zinch's eyes, the best way to change is for you to turn into dead. Um, but going back to the little uh, uh, the battle of uh, Godskull, uh, so uh, her children was like charging the enemy line, and they were sweeping down chaos like it was how do, like Alabama April. Uh, uh, tornado type her, uh, uh, slaying Oh my them. god. It went burr. Uh, and yeah, the she, war groves are spooky. And she stood at the complete head of it. Kind of like Sigmar used to in battle before he took a uh, uh, step away. Uh, and it was at like the very last moment that uh, she dropped from the sky uh, using her steed, the little beetle, as a battering ram to crush through the corn ranks and really like yeah. turn the ties uh, of this battle. Uh, spirits of, uh, I'm going to horribly butcher this, like Durthu. At least that's how it's wrote in my journal. Uh, and then I think, like, uh, yeah, I think you're right, actually. They have these like glowing swords and they're basically treating all of the corn demons like crops and they're harvesting their heads off them. Now, of course, because corn is not a weak little bitch, there are there are some losses on the Sylvanas side True. as well. Uh, I mean, um, everywhere in the battle, you have uh, uh, revenant or tree revenants uh, being scorched, uh, blood letters being just ripped to shreds, and uh, really, just a lot of bludgeoning and death during this battle. It was at and this... skull collecting. True. Because skulls for the skull thrown, corn for the cornflakes. That's close enough. Uh, it's 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 perfect. Blood for the blood corn. Blood for the blood corn. Um, but it was after this that uh, the Ever Queen reignited her uh, vow to Sigmar to super try and squash all of chaos. And ever since then... She has been curb stopping them in any battle she's gone across, and uh, as far as I know now, she's now uh, leading her way into Akshi to now cause more chaos. And that's gonna really, really kind of bad for her tree people, considering you know tree people realm of fire. But um, but we'll see. well, so so actually, is it's a realm of fire, right? But not everything is burning all the time. Um. There are like actual places in it that are livable for people, because um, it's like think of it like Alabama, right? Uh, it's... I already hate it. <laughs> there are trees and there's water, but it's hot. It's Alabama with lava everywhere. So just Alabama with a touch more degree of uh, liquid. No, I'm death. sorry. It's Florida. It's oh, Florida. this is immediately it's the just... worst. She... So Sigmar should straight up just destroy the realm. There's no hope. Uh, that, but, like, there's lava everywhere. There's no hope. Sigmar should 
throw down Galmaraz at like Mach 80 and just crush the realm. Well, you got to think about like what else is going on. Like Gairan, which is on the opposite side, grows so much, right? Everything there is living. Mm-hmm. So um, that moss that's growing on your shield going to be 10 pounds tomorrow. Or like the tree that's coming up has grown six feet between yesterday and today. I'm now actually just picturing that instead of fully like ripping to shreds hordes of corn demons, that she just like forces them to uh, her uh, vines or whatever, like controls the plants and just weighs everyone down to a point they can't move anymore. And they're just stuck to the ground. That Yeah, she could do that. That'd be um, that'd be a great way just to dead stuff everyone and then have your tree people walk around after and just start stomping on their heads. Mm-hmm. Games Workshop, right. take notes. Get to crumping. Get to crump. You can't say that. You'll have uh, uh, Gorka Morka coming. Oh yeah, fair enough. Um, is there anything else to L'Oreal? Not too much. The battle of that that last battle was a major part of her lore but most of it was just describing all the carnage that her army versus corn's army had and i don't want to yeah. just fully go into all of this when we're trying to keep this pg or this uh podcast at least like pg-13 because oh my god there's so much blood and gore well it's grim dark um but yeah so fun fact sigmar is the one that sent Alariel out. That's why she wasn't at home when Nurgle invaded. That's kind of a douche move, Sigmar. Um, but yeah. So. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Sigmar fully sent out Alariel uh, and went like, hey, can you go like wake up other, these other gods? We know some of them exist, but we just can't get to them. And Alariel's like, yeah, sure. Best bro Sigmar, I'll do that. You'll make sure Gairan isn't invaded by anything by the time I get back. And he's like, yeah, sure. By the way, Nurgle's rotted your land and killed your people. I'm just picturing, like, after she gets back from talking to, like, Grimnir or uh, Grungi or something like that. And uh, she's like, all right, I've gotten all your people you've wanted. They're awoke now. And <laughs> Sigmar's like, oh, by the way, my thigh queen, um, you don't have a home anymore. Nurgle's kind of taking it over. Yeah, Nurgle had like what was like 60% of all of Gairan under his thumb and that was... She was like... <laughs> um, and that's why she was cold and withdrew. Yeah. Until eventually she just uh, got tired of it and now wants all of the chaos smoke. I think like they described it as she was in the season of winter and is now in the season of summer which is murder. No, this is a new season. This is Alabama uh, hurricane season. Oh God, no! <laughs> she she gonna get it. She gonna she gonna kill you. Um, she gonna split them hey. heads like watermelons. So moving on a little bit, let's talk about the best boy of all of Age of Sigmar, Gorka Morka. I love him. You love him. Who doesn't love him? He's the simplest god out of all of them. Uh, somehow he's a god of order, which doesn't make any sense because orcs are destruction. But you know what? That doesn't matter. What does matter is Gorkamorka is a twin-head orc god. 
uh, and is actually the combination of two different gods um, that were originally one being. You may uh, remember them as the cunning and brutal Gork and the brutal and cunning Mork. I love orcs. Um, so those two gods are restored into a single entity whenever there is enough greenskins gathered in one place. Greenskins being Uruk. Uh, and Gorkamorka is the greatest of the idols worshipped by the orcs. There's um, a genuine question I have for you, Goose. How come you've never actually tried to make an orc army? Oh, um, gotta finish cities. I mean, like, an orc army in either 40k or in and Well, I actually don't like orcs in 40k. Really? No, I don't think they're cool. I don't like their models. Huh. But in Sigmar, they're cool as fuck. Valid. Um, so during the Age of Myth, we touched on this. Um, basically what he did, while Sigmar was sleepies and came peacefully to the world, Gorkamorka did not go sleepies. He landed on the mortal realms, leaving a mighty fist print in the ground, and just started crumping everything in the way. Um, and... Orcs, who I guess were already native, uh, started following him in this huge rampage. Um, so, for as long as orcs have existed in uh, in opposition to order and civilization, you can hear the booming laughter and the thunderous footsteps of Gorkamorka just having a great time. Um... Uh, so, to touch on this, uh, Gork and Mork make up Gorkamorka. Um, both gods have something the other god doesn't. What's a lift? Mork, it, <laughs> yes, is brutal and cunning. Gork <clears throat> is cunningly brutal. So, that sounds like the same thing, but it's not, right? Mork ends up looking like more of the bad guy, right? He is brutal in how he deals with it. But at the end of the day, there's method to his madness, right? Um, so while he's crumping everything, it's like, I did this with a plan. Um, while Mork is cunningly brutal, he knows what to murder and how to murder it. Um, Moida. So... Yeah. So, similar but different, right? Um, depictions of Gork and Mork, or Gork or maybe Mork, we're not certain because they kind of look like the same guy. Especially, you know, Gork and Morka. Um, every depiction of him uh, that is in Orc society is him either crushing something with his big club or stomping them under his dirty feet. Um, and when enough orcs come together they f morph back together into Gorkamorka working as one um, now there are different orcs that we'll touch on here uh, Iron Jaws follow Gorkamorka right they, call, they follow both Gork and Mork equally um, calling out to one or the other which 
uh, might help them pummel their enemies to death. Because orcs live for one thing, and it's not cleaning out uh, chamber pots. Um, While I believe the um, cruel boys worship Mork, or I'm sorry, Gorkmore, and the uh, wild tribes worship Gorkmore, um, which is weird, but, you know, here we are. Um, before Gorkamorka ripped himself in two, as we said before, he was Sigmar's best bud. They were friends. Um, and he was uh, one of the first uh, incarnates, which are the gods, to be loosed on their foe, right? So when Nurgle's approaching, we throw Gorkamorka at it. Um, during the Battle of Burning the Skies, we're going to throw Gorkamorka at it. Um, each time, like, the orcs tell stories of Gorkamorka during the Age of Myth, they try to outdo each other with uh, telling stories of Gorkamorka and his fights and rivalries with uh, Sigmar, who they call the Hammer God. Um, so, one of these stories that we have no idea if it's real or just orc fancy, but Sigmar and Gorkamarka had an eating contest. Grabbing up fistfuls of realms and stuffing them into their mouths, right? Sigmar ate an entire volcano. Gorkamarka drank an ocean. Sigmar inhaled the sky. His throat flickering with lightning, but Gorkamorka bested him by devouring the kingdom of Thrun. Um, and the people who lived in Thrun still live in Gorkamorka's belly. Which, how does that work if Gorkamorka split apart sometimes? Perhaps the town just has a border. <clears throat> <laughs> Don't go that way. On Tuesday, Gork leaves. Uh, run. Um, or, or perhaps it has like a separate realm gate inside of it that connects to the other one. Maybe. Um, Gork, uh, Gork and Mark just eight different realm gates. <laughs> and Sigmar's like, man, we really need all of those to, you know, do our thing. And they're like, nom, nom, nom. There's only 12. There's only 12 now. Or uh, 13. Uh, anyways. Um, another tale the orcs like to tell uh, is how both of those gods arm-wrestled over the Vorgorth Shard Plains, which was like this huge mountain... Uh, oh my god, a mountain range made of glass. Uh, and after the arm-wrestling contest, they smashed both of those, like, two big mountains, creating two big lakes. Um, uh... And one set, like one tale told, uh, has Gorkamorka stealing Galmaraz and knocking Sigmar clear of all eight realms, and he had to come back. Um, but even now, Iron Jaws respect Sigmar and know that the Stormcast and the cities are always good for a fight. So when orcs and humans fight, it's not because they hate each other. Orcs love humans. We love Stormcast. They're just such good crump. Um, that does mean that humans hate the fuck out of orcs because, you know, 
Orc dies, ha ha, he got crumped. Human dies, oh my god, Timmy's dead. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it for Gorkamorka. Who did we have next, my friend? Now we go on to the best girl in all of Age of Sigmar. The leader of my army, Marathi. So, Marathi, for those who don't know, uh, is one of the actual few survivors of the world that was. And she is known as a, a betrayer of masters and one of the master schemers. She's been known to count uh, hatch countless schemes, both against people that were in charge of her, people that are against her, people that are near her, people. Schemes. It's her whole deal. So The guy at the gas station trying to fill her car up. Absolutely. He has like 20 schemes. She's like zinch, but actually good. Uh, and unlike, unlike zinch, whenever she schemes things, it doesn't involve changing someone's entire DNA to an apple and a pear. Fair enough. Uh, so she was originally, and this is going to go back to what you've said before about Slanesh, a high priestess for the god of perfection, Slanesh. But uh, you, her and Slanesh both decided for Marathi to put her son, uh, and I'm going to butcher this name, Malrion? Malrion? Correct me? What now? Uh, Malarion? Uh, yeah, Malarion. Okay. Uh, to, on the Dark Throne. And sorry, my my computer was like, "Have you done your sheets today?" And I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> please stop yelling at me." So, Goose, can I can I tell you this like just favorite thing about her? Yeah. So I told you before that she uh, uh, survived the world that was. Well, her despite yeah. not being a divine being in the slightest, she's like as close to a god as you can be without being a god. Used, well, it's tough to be a god, I hear. <laughs> for real. Uh, used, or actually uh, forced her way into the world that is by her her will and just straight cunning. She shouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fact that she refused to give up. Uh, look, that's your perfect god. Yeah. Never stops scheming things, never gives up. Perfect. Uh, it never dies. Or get food poisoning from undercooked chicken, you monster. Hey, hey. Yours was cooked. Sure was. Mine was not. Weird. I thought it was cooked, okay? It was brown. Continue. Anyway, before I start getting going down that rabbit hole. Uh, so, as I said, she's not really a divine being. But due to her sheer power and skill, Sigmar granted her a place on his Council of Order. Um, but even though she's not, she is an almost god who is unmatched in dark magic. Uh, and she began uh, her going into her history now. She began her life just in the mortal realms, possessing uh, a power of what would can be considered godly, 
but she only refers to herself now as just like a high oracle of Cain. And what do we know about Cain, Goose? He's the god of murder that loved murder so much he got murdered. And her army are the daughters of Cain. So Daughters of the god who loved murder so much he got murdered? Absolutely. She has a couple titles. She's referred to as the Shadow Queen or a Grand Matriarch. But she's technically just really a snake elf, in all honesty. A snelf. Snelf. Um, so, being the matriarchal leader of the Daughters of Cain, every single thing she says is just straight up law. It's like... Uh, the Emperor in the 40k universe and Sigmar in, in, uh, in his army. Everything they say is just, alright, it's law, it's done, it's deal. Uh, and everything like she wishes is a command. That's probably not good. Yeah, it's absolutely great. Uh, and keep in mind, she's in the Order and is supposed to be serving with Sigmar. Yeah. So What, what says that? Uh, I feel like Sigmar fucked up somewhere. Oh, absolutely. He does all the time. Uh, however, she doesn't always resort to murder and all that, even though, you know, Daughters of Cain, God of Murder who loves murder so much, got murdered. She tries to use diplomacy as much as possible, and if diplomacy doesn't work, she tries to use subtle tactics like her dark magic or just straight up seducing them. Uh, that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a long way to go. When you could have just crumped them. Shut the freak up, Gorka Morka. Um, she usually maintains like this, like elf queen snelf design, but in time. <laughs> you... Sorry, not funny. What? <laughs> I was not ready for elf snelf followed after each other. <laughs> Sounds like a bad Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> Dang it, Goose. Um, All you get for Christmas this year is snakes. <laughs> Utter Lord. Anyway, so whenever she's about to go through and rip apart enemies, though, she resorts to her true form, which is according to most who have witnessed it and survived, a truly horrific sight. Uh, not many survive, though, because it's like, being uh, uh, a oracle of Cain... She real good at murdering. It's just a Karen from Walmart. Don't don't you demean my goddess here, who's not in fact a goddess. I think, I think I'm I think I'm complimenting Karens. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so she goes into her like shadow queen form, where her fury will reach like new heights, and she has the power to thrust her like spear heart render through entire like massive pillars of storm and she went now in her little uh massive snake elf form uses her uh tail to like cool around enemies like a ball python and crush them into dust uh a true snelf <laughs> i hate that we came up with that i'm glad we did you know, now that I think about it, you know, her, using the power of black uh, 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 magic and... <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> and seducing. You think she tried to seduce uh, our uh, good daddy Sigmar? 
Yeah, but he was like Hammer, Hammer, Sigmar, Hammer, Hammer, Sigmar. <laughs> I want to see the. <laughs> she wasn't named after him, so it didn't work out. <laughs> That's a hundred percent fair. Um, but while she's in her form or this uh, uh, Shadow Queen form, it takes her like hours, even weeks, before she can go back to her normal, smaller size Snell form. Uh. Yeah. During some battles, such as like the Blood Strife Wars, she remained in her Shadow Queen form for like months, almost like a full year or so. Um, but she is known throughout her stupid long lifetime that she's known as a queen, a wife, warrior, one who Sigmar definitely didn't touch. Uh, but during all this, it's kind of, like, shrouded in a little bit of mystery because people don't know if it's, like, really truth, but she's also known as... Because she's also known as, like, the spinner of half-truths. And she's a super good manipulator. Like, my exes have all of the shame compared to her. Uh, Holy shit, Ace. <laughs> gonna throw that out there. Ah. I mean, gotta compare a few things here. Um, Fair enough. But while while she still does, like, help out Sigmar, she really only, like, does it her own self-interest. Uh, is now she's really trying to focus on rededicating herself to Kane. Uh, and has now command all the daughters of Cain to just go out and, you know, murder. But... It's kind of all a lie, in a sense. Uh, since, you know, God of Murder, love murder so much, got murdered. He's dead. So, yeah. he doesn't have much power left around for her to, like, usurp or suck in. So, she's kind of yeah. just, like, serving a, a husk of a husk. Maybe Slanesh. We're not certain. Well, definitely not Slanesh. She fully wants to kill Slanesh. Like, Slanesh is her mortal enemy at this point. Yeah, but how funny would it be if Slanesh tricked Marathi into worshipping her still? Oh, that god, that'd be great. No, make it even better. What if it's just Zinch? Oh, no! <laughs> he ha- the worst timeline. <laughs> the worst timeline. He hasn't been around yet, so I don't know where he is. We haven't mentioned him in, uh, a lot, except for us making passing jokes of how bad he is. He's somewhere in our yeah. lore. Somewhere, but that's well. He, I mean, he was in the Battle of Burning Skies. Uh, we don't consider that. Okay. But also, uh, that that is most of what I have on Marathi, uh, uh, and even though she's the best girl, she doesn't really have a lot of like lore interactions yet. But of course, yeah, it's more since, like since she arrived. How how long is uh, uh, Age of Sigmar been around? Like. Three, four years. Oh, oh! I think it's more than that. Since they got rid of fantasy, so they're having to like oh, rework a lot of lore. So they're still releasing books. Like you just got a new Cities of Sigmar book. Yes. Which reminds me, I need to add that to an order for you to be able to have. B. Let's we'll see. then go on to the next one. Which one are you going for, Goose? You have several options. Oh yeah, it came out in 2015. Wow. Yeah, uh, fudge it. We'll go Grimnir. Um, 
Oh. That was one of mine, right? Yeah, Grimnir Linears. Because I have okay. left in mine is Grungi, Morgrim. No, no, no. You have Grungi. I have Morgrim, uh, Thrungni. I'm pretty sure I butchered that heavily. And uh, Nagash. Yes. Well, I have I have the rest, I think. I don't know. I forget. I don't have my notes. Because, of course, we don't. Um, Grimnir. Let's go to old Grimmy boy. Oh, my God. Is... What? Hold on, I'm saving this image real quick, and I'm sending it to you. Is it Alorio's thigh? No, this is a concept art or artwork for uh, uh, my best girl. Oh, you need to see this. Wow, that is spooky. That is hot. Um, carry on. Anyways. Grimnir is the Duarden god of fire and war. In his flaming footsteps of Grimnir walk the Duarden known as Fire Slayers. Wow. Please stop. Hmm? I hate you. What? Sorry. Just, my computer's yelling at me ads. Just like, rah! And I'm like, please, no. Um, Have you muted? But it finds a way. Anyways, life uh, finds Grim... a way. Yes, they do. Um, Grimnir was the brother of Grungi, who we'll talk about further on. Grungi being the god of mining and craft, because they have to have one of those. Um, one is filled with the fire of battle, the other tempered by the forge. Grimnir was a wrathful, hot-tempered god. Always ready for a fight. Him and Gorkamorka would have been best of friends. Um, and he would fight whoever or whatever would offer a challenge. And the Fire Slayers would follow in his footsteps. Um, an age ago, back in the Age of Myth, uh, when Sigmar freed the shackled Dwarden gods from atop the tallest mountain of Kaimon. Um, so, Sigmar pulled a real... Uh, ace move and I don't like where this is going and manipulated slash convinced uh, Grimnir into giving a warrior's oath so he would tr track down Volcatrix the mother of Sal Salamanders a whole god beast so that you know Sigmar could claim Akshi um, cool guy uh, anyways Grimnir strode into the realm of Akshi and Volcatrix uncoiled uh, like a molten river from beneath all of the, the ash and mountains uh, of Akshi. And Grimnir brought with him both of his axes and jumped with a mighty leap and started fighting against Volcatrix. Um, each blazing ember outshining the stars uh, as God fought against God Beast. Um, fire versus fire at the end of the day. Um, so, Grimnir slays Volcatrix. Volcatrix's final action, melting into lava, kills Grimnir. Um, and even as uh, Volcatrix dies, um, she, you know, erupted leveling mountains, scattering 
the pieces of the gods across Akshi and the realms as a whole. Um, so now Grimnir and the flames of Akshi are intertwined forever, never able to leave and thus never being able to, you know, respond. Um, from this, that explosion, that eruption made Urgold that to this day Fire Slayers believe contains a portion of Grimnir's divine energies. So what they do is, you know, go out and find some of this Urgold. Do they, you know, collect it in some big ritual to, like, you know, reforge their god? Nope! They slam it into their bodies! This. Like, I need Grimnir on my thigh today. Dink! Um, and that's fully what Fire Slayers do. They just, like, you know what? I'm gonna need a Grimnir on my on my calf. Dink! And they add Grimnir to their body, making them more powerful, at least they so they believe. Um and that's actually all the lore we ha have on Grimnir. Most um, of his lore is attached uh, to the legs of a few of his people. Yeah, right. You know, ver um I'm I'm look I, as I as you were talking, I got curious and I was scrolling down trying to see if I could find some like cool images of them. I came across the wiki page of the world that was, and the map of it is legitimately just the map of Earth. Yeah, that's the world that was. It is. So, Africa is Grim very clearly just has a giant chunk bitten out of it and is now replaced with water. America looks like it was back in the, uh, uh, I don't know, the 1700s when people didn't know what was out there. Mm -hmm. You can really tell that's South America, and then you have Europe way up top. Uh, yeah, well, Warhammer Fantasy was based on Earth, like, straight up. Wow. I didn't... Like, Bretonians, like, those are just, uh, like, actual Arthurian knights. I did not know that. And then there's yeah. just this random chunklet in the middle. It's just a random ring. I'm assuming yep. that's where Sorm went, uh, uh, made the uh, 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 sting. Um, I cannot believe you said those words. <laughs> you knew I had to do that, this to make you mad. All of those words were wrong. Yep, 100%. In various ways. Yep, that's what I went for. I can, if this was a Lord of the Rings podcast, you would be getting such an earful right now, and I hate that I have to restrain myself, because it's Age of Sigmar. Talk about the next god you Neanderthal. <laughs> Going on to our good buddy Morgrim. Uh, he is the eldest son of Grungni. And I'm not going to even try and pronounce that name. Volkaya? Uh, yeah, uh, Volaya. But there's a... There's a K in it. Hey. One of us knows how to say the names, and that's how Borden from Vermintide says it. So it's Valaya. Okay, well, roll it. Besides, that's your god anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, he was born an engineer, and he just made several new ways to make tasks that Dewarden do simpler. Uh, he spent many years teaching others his craft, engulfing them in it, uh, and upon his helm, he had, uh, oh dear God, that's a word I'm not going to be able to pronounce. Indrikoli Dok, 
or engineer's eye? Uh, um, hang on, I'll help. Yeah, please, because you're God. Let's see. Um, Indrel Kolidok. Yep, that's how you pronounce it. That's I'm never gonna try it again. Uh, but this is actually one of the few things that Morgrim doesn't reveal to people. It's a secret he has. It's uh, used kind of like to inspect inventions. And uh, he used it to survive through the age of chaos. Uh, kind of, uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Oh my God, there's nothing on him. There, there is so little lore. Well, I'm just going to go through and read all of his, like, commandments, basically, because well, there is yeah. negative. Look at this. Real Wazik here. Am I right, guys? You guys speak Kazalad, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, nerd. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, so, we'll go with the... Uh, um, we'll, go, we'll go with the first one. Craft every item to its highest degree. Those that don't dishonor the craft. Uh... If that's the case, perhaps we should tell wizards that they uh, need to print more than one dot in that security feature. Yeah, maybe. Because that isn't highest degree at all. No. Any who sails or dishonors engineering secrets must be brought to Dwarden justice and under Dwarden law. Uncontrolled or dangerous in innovations must not be undertaken. Particularly not to the detriment of craft, craftsmanship. He right. All construction phases of an engineer's craft must be accompanied by a recital of the appropriate guild. I have no clue. Days. Latanis? I've never even seen that word before. I'm going to be so mad. What? Litanies. Okay. And incantations. That's never came across in any book I've ever read. How that is new. How to have me. you never seen Lytton? I've never. You're... I went to West Point High School. You know what? You know what the uh, the high way to dox yourself. I don't care. We work at Gamer Geeks. Yeah. <laughs> this is literally a Gamer Geeks podcast. It's literally in the banner, Goose. Way to dox yourself, nerd. I don't give a crap. Uh, anyway. You know what the average uh, grade of an English student there was? C. C minus. Nice. Barely. Uh, where I went to school, who I, I, I won't say because I have class, someone literally graduated who was uh, unable to read at all. They were... Um, Literate. Big dumb. So your average Alabamian. Make use yeah. of broken or failed inventions if possible. And finally, do not create tensions with other engineers out of jealousy or misjudgment. Accusations must be true, or else shame upon thee who have made these accusations. I mean, Morgrim seems chill, but like, please give him some like lore so I have more to talk about. Yeah, no, that's it, bud. That is that is legitimately it. 
you were right when you said Sigmar would take the longest, and you took 30 minutes to read him, and we sped run the others. Yeah. Let's talk about Grungi now. Um, Grungi is the incarnate de- de- wow. deity of the Dwarden race uh, and brother of Grimnir, uh, the still, you know, living brother. As I said before, he's the god, god of mining and smithing. He is a master of metalcraft and the father of Dwarden. Um, so all dwarves, including fire slayers, come from Grugni, and then, you know, fire slayers follow his brother instead. Um, Fitting. Um, it, yeah, he led the Dwarden and established the Iron Croc. Um, or Krak. Um, Grungni and Grimnir were both found, like I said before, on the top of the Iron Mountains. They were in prison on its highest summit, and Sigmar, who was just kind of walking around, decided to free them. Um, and once freed, Grungni pledged to settle his debt to Sigmar by offering him to create wherever he wanted. Um, what he wanted was a bunch of immortal warriors that could carry Storm with them, and that's how we have Stormcast Eternals. Um, and even though Grungni did a lot before uh, the Age of Chaos and the Stormcast were needed, um, he decided he was going to build these for Sigmar to finally finish this debt. Um, so, uh, he... Grungni and Sigmar are no longer best buds because his brother Grimnir was killed while settling his debt to Sigmar fighting against Volcatrix. So Grimnir, uh, I'm sorry, Grungi is not friends with Sigmar anymore. Um, And they are part of uh, the collection of Dwarden gods across the mortal realms that everyone calls the Ancestor Gods. This includes Volkaya, uh, Grimnir, Morgrim, uh, Gazul, uh, uh, Gednir, and Thrungi. Wait a second. Thrungi. So, you know how you said Volkaya and you said Valaya earlier? Well, yeah. It's the same person, it's... but it's the only difference is because it's called Valaya in uh, Fantasy and Volkaya in Age of Sigmar. I think... Now that I look back on it, it was Volkaya, and I just never listened hard enough. Because what it, you that said is Vermintide. C- Wasn't Vermintide based solely off fantasy? Yeah, it's solely on fantasy. Dang you. And thanks, Barden Gorixon. Because of you, I fully learned, like, half of Kazalid, Kaz- which is the dwarven language of Warhammer. And it is one of my favorite... Um, like they call hammers rikas or rikaz. That's great. I mean, at least you're learning another language. Yeah, look, I'm I'm a nerd. Um, anywho, you were gonna tell me about another dwarven god, weren't you? Ah, uh, yes, Thrungmi, who just like uh, Morgrim has negative aspects of lore in Sigmar, but has a ton in fantasy. Yeah. Uh, so, the son of Gragni and Valkaya, Valaya, and is one of the co-creators of the Kazalid uh, uh, runes. Uh, this is the ancestor god of 
runesmithing. Ooh. So most of our Norse uh, viewers actually would really love this god. Yeah. Uh, stories have been said of how he traveled to Bryn Anchor, where he created the art of runecraft. And now his uh, uh, followers, or runesmith, uh, use his commandments to perform their magical craft. Uh, such as never reveal secrets of runesmithing to any but your chosen apprentices and trustworthy Duarden. Uh, never allow a runeforged item to fall into the hands of your enemy, even if it means the object is lost or destroyed. Always investigate rumors of lost runeforged items to recover them if possible. Never allow any non-Duarden, uh, I almost just said dwarf, who uh, has somehow acquired knowledge of runesmithing to pass on their knowledge. This includes humans who style themselves as rune masters. Ooh, nice. I'm just picturing just like uh, Thrungy sitting there in a corner finding a human rune master and just flicking Galmaraz at him. And, and <laughs> yeah. bye. And never... Because wasn't Galmaraz a rune-forged weapon? But to be honest, I if it's for know. Sigmar, you're just gonna he's he's the god of that hey, give me that. <laughs> you're not wrong. Hey, that's mine now. Uh and never allow one's reputation to be sullied by poor craftsmanship. So both Morgrim and uh Thrungni really just love craftsmanship and engineering and runes. On honestly, uh they they are the same side of, they are uh two sides of the same coin of just being a craftsman. Yeah. One, one's smart and cunning, and the other's cunning and smart. What aren't you getting? Jesus Christ. But that is what I have for Thorny. Do we go on to you for I, another? Yes. I know we didn't talk about this before, but because I was going through and I found another dwarf god, I'm going to talk about them real quick. Um, Gazul. Or Gazul. Um, he's a brother of two Grungi and Grimnir, and the protector of the Duarden realm of the dead, Vukul. Um, and it is Gazul's lone duty to get all the Duarden souls that died ever and put them into this afterlife. Meaning him and Nagash probably gonna fight. Cause <laughs> and then Nagash is like, those souls are mine! And he's like, those are dwarf soul, please, can I have it? And then I guarantee you, the god of, hey, give me that, is gonna be like, and those are good parts of their souls, those are mine. Now you're a storm host, <laughs> or storm cast. Short, short, short cast. Short cast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so uh, Vukul is uh, an area where they can rest, carry on with their craft and live in leisure. Um, and he devised the runic script of the Devar uh, Dwarden race, uh, which is Kazalad, or Kazalid, depending on how you pronounce it. And he has four great commandments. Always oppose defilers of the dead, especially necromancers. And hang on, apparently a dog snuck in here and wants out. <laughs> Go on. Nagash um, just never fully doesn't love him. Yeah, right. Fully, I'm sorry, never refuse to perform burial rites on those who have perished. 
Never disturb the tombs of the dead when they are newly blessed. And always bury a Dwarden uh, in tombs of the dead made of stone, gold, metal, and gem. Pretty simple. He's the god of the dead. Don't, don't fuck with the dead. Um, so, um, going on now to Grednir, which is another one of those. Um, Grednir is the, uh, goddess of master, uh, goddess of crystals, right? She's a master of crystals. Um, the Dwarven that worship, uh, Grednir primarily wear crystals in their beard, uh, or on their armor. And they enjoy shaping these crystals, and they pray to the goddess before starting on a crystal shaping project for good luck, for uh, inspiration, all that fun stuff. Um, she actually survived into the Age of Sigmar, the Age of Sigmar, and her commandments read as thus: Never knowingly produce an object that is less than the best you can make. Doing so dishonors Grednir, the craft, and yourself. I'm seeing a pattern here. For real. Never make an object for any non-Dwarden who has not first proved their worth and loyalty to the Dwarden race. Work only with the best tools you can afford. Your craft deserves the best. You know, Korn and Slanesh absolutely love these three gods. They're all about perfection (laughs) and honor. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Just thought of that. Like uh, that is the fifth time we've mentioned di- uh, uh, dishonor, and it has to be absolutely perfect, the best. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's uh, hit that last dwarven god, the one we actually planned on hitting. We just forgot there were so many dwarf gods. Um, Volkaya is actually one of my personal favorites, um, because she is the god of the best things in life, right? She is the goddess of gold, mining, brewing, and the home. She is one of the most powerful Dwarden goddesses, and she is worshipped more frequently than any of the others, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everything I talked about before, they are not as popular as Volkaya. Um, she is worshipped by goldsmiths and miners who pray to her before starting a project, or going down into a mine. Um, there are also many uh, altars to Volkaya near the uh, entrances of mines. Uh, in a Dwarden's home and personal chambers, a miniature altar is often placed by the bedside as a blessing to their living space. Um, so she basically does everything that dwarves love except for fight. Drinking, sleeping, mining. That's it. Love her. All you need. Um, and her commandments read as such. Always work a mine to extract all the ore and valuable stone to enhance the well-being of the clan and the race. Never be wasteful of the earth's mineral bounty. Always provide aid to a wooden, wounded or aiding dwarden if possible. Always assist a friend in need. Always attend to the needs of the young. Always protect fellow Dwarden from harm, especially at the ends of a Dwarden enemy. And never knowingly distribute or sell spoiled drink or food. The only one not to mention perfection as such, but, you know, get everything in that mind. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a, I mean, being greedy is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then even better is like uh. it says to enhance the well-being of the clan and race. So it's not even like to get for the value of it, just to enhance the well-being. Yeah, it's like, hey, be good because you're good. Um, and we love you, and you know, be nice. Wow, I'm really trying to find techless. Man, that's not easy. Yeah. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to read on Nagash. Yeah, you got it. All right, so Nagash is other than the god of getting sh uh, uh, crapped on by literally everyone else. He's the god of death and the supreme lord of the undead. Um, he rules of the realms of Shyish. Is that correct, Goose? Shyish. Shyish, yeah. Uh... He is a severe necromancer and downright enemy of... Uh, who is that god you said? Uh, Gazul? Because every yeah, Gazul. part of Gazul hates Nagash because he's full necromancer. Uh, oh, yep, yep, yep. Did you find something? Maybe. Question mark. Uh, he leads the Osarok Bone Reapers. And he holds the flesh eater courts and is accountable for the destruction wrought by their maker, uh, the Carrion King. However, many times the ghoul armies have been uh, brought into his. I'm sorry. What? Did you just say the Carrion King? Like Carrion King instead of the Carrion King? Are you going to like do this every time? Every time you're wrong, yeah. Make me sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. <sighs> so, anyway, for many centuries, uh, Nagash has been trying to find the Carry On My Wayward Sun King. Uh, <laughs> no comment on that one? Sorry. Hey, oh, man, I laughed so hard my mic busted. <laughs> uh, Whatever he might be hiding. Uh, he wants to use the blood of the Lost King so that way he can control the madness of uh, the, his undead and not just who choose to bend knee to him. But he wants to control every single dark soul. So, you know, with how often the uh, god, hey, give me that, takes away the good parts... <laughs> Uh, that actually could be a very viable goal for him. If I get all these bad parts, I'm just gonna, uh, uh dominate this. Yeah. He gets all the bad. And Sigmar is like, hmm, what was that? You donated to a child's book fair in grade three? It's a little bit of good in you. And that's my Take that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, this one actually has a decent amount of lore. Uh, his enemies include Sigmar, Gazul, a filthy rat. Uh, well, the filthy rat has, you know, straight up stopped the neck real quick. So, you know, maybe put respect on the great horn rat's name. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Uh, so he actually... 
Oh, dear Lord. So, I'm going to uh, circle back to the, like, up, the age of myth for a second. So, he was, Nagesh was, like, found by Sigmar, and this was before, whenever he got dragged into the uh, Council of Order for the tiniest sliver of time before Nagash started getting, uh, uh, taking the L by the god of, hey, give me that. Uh, he was buried uh, beneath a mountain of stone, and he only ascended into godhood, uh, due to, uh, being drugged up. Uh, and to return the favor for being drugged up by Sigmar, Nagash agreed to join him for a tiny amount of time, until eventually all the gods who were only like slightly interested in being uh, in the council and really just want to do it for their own like silly greed decided to go full tilt. And that was right around the time of the Age of Chaos when it uh, split apart. So, yeah, it was really truly good luck on Archeon's side to go. We attack now. It really was. So, after uh, surviving both the duo invasion of Filthy Rat, Skaven, and Sigmar, he was in no shape to uh, withstand the invasion of Archeon. Uh, and Archeon's enemies fully delivered that L to Nagash real quick. He was, uh, uh, but, you know, since he's the god of death, he's not really able to die he just kind of like escaped into the underworld uh while he waited to regain his power something the emperor's been trying to do for millennia just let him die guys just let, him. Let, him, let him die and come back it'll happen just give it to him actually i hope a nid comes up and eats the emperor's corpse really super nid <laughs> yeah, it would become super dead. I, I, I want to go the opposite route. I want to kind of have Trazen just come in, collect the Emperor, and dip out before the nuke goes off. I'll be taking this. Yoink. I mean, it technically would lead to the Emperor finally dying away because the only thing clearly keeping him alive is that throne. So it would be a win and a uh, lose for the Emperor. A lose because Earth is destroyed. It is sent into oblivion with a nuke that's apparently ready to take down a warlord titan. To be fair, Terra kind of sucks. Yeah. He can just go to Mars. Yeah, right. Anyways, that's not what this is about. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, this was technically this, the War on Bo of Bones. Uh, we then go down to the like the Realm Gate Wars, where Sigmar had sent his Stormcast into the realms to try and seek out more of the gods that they could once again join forces. Because a lot of them kind of like stuck to themselves after the Age of Myth, and the Age of Chaos kind of split them apart. Uh, so another group of like hollowed knights led by uh, Celestine Tor uh, Taurus were uh, chosen to try and find the Gash and deliver him the message. But while they were on their journey, they kind of encountered some vampires that turned out to be uh, man, or one of them turned out to be Manfred von, oh dear lord, Karstein, who had fully been exiled by uh, Nagash, and they used him as a guide to finally get their way to the underworld. 
Nice. Really, really, really good for them. Nagash, uh, 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 Mortok, Ar- Ar- Arkan the Black confronted Manfred and the Stormcast and warned them to leave, but they refused to until their message was uh, dropped off to Nagash. Until, like, after a whole lot of arguing, finally, the filthy Lord of the Dead appeared and confronted the Stormcast, who tried to entreat him. He was, however, just fully furious with Sigmar, who had been, as usual, being the god of, hey, give me that, taking all those souls uh, back to... Uh, really living up to his yeah. name. Uh... So he was mad because uh, Sigmar has kept just taking the souls to be reforged rather than letting them come to him. So he felt he had been robbed of what was rightfully his. However, now, now that we mention like uh, Gazul, what if a few? What if most of the ones that he was getting taken was just Duarden? And they're like, "Hey, what the shit, dude?" And he's like, "This one's mine." Nah, man, this guy's got to go craft. However, much to their detriment, the Hollow Knights were no match for the God of the Dead. But, uh, due to Sigmar being Sigmar, he prevented them from having their souls given to Nagash and went, Hey, give me those back. Uh, (laughs) right. But Lord Lord Celestant actually managed to distract Nagash long enough for the warrior's souls to be released back home before he was being ki- before being killed himself. Uh, but now, because he was used as a distraction and his soul didn't get to get pulled out, he's a prisoner of Nagash. Uh, who Nagash actually tries to use him to learn all of Sigmar's secrets, so he could try to reclaim the soul, uh, the good parts of all the souls that he lost. Oh, nice. I'm just picturing this uh, uh, lonely little Stormcast Eternal getting interrogated so intently, and he's just fully ignoring him, uh, doing a daily prayer to Sigmar. We're like, you're the best, you're the best. This guy's the worst. I love you, Sigma. Oh, Sigma. Sigma, please. Please take this from me. Please leave, uh, leave my pain from having to listen to this bony guy forever give me that either take me back home or erase my soul either way is a blessing compared to this yes but I cut to you with our last god well um let's go I mean we still have the chaos gods but I guess we can do that oh no that's entirely gonna be a separate episode yeah we're gonna need uh that so let's go over Teclis, right? Teclis is the god of the Lumineth Realm Lords. He is known as the Illuminator, the Ever-Radiant, the Mage God, the Light of Truth, the Archmage. But most importantly, he is Teclis the Wise. He was awakened by his brother Tyrion in the realm of Hish. Um, and together they were able to shape Hish into a place uh, that they could both rule and protect. Um, Tyrion can only see through Teclis's eyes, so they had to explore the world together. Um, and they eventually 
were so desperate that they could not find any other elves in the new uh, mortal realms. Um, to their joy, they found something familiar. Sigmar. Um, but they were, you know, quickly saddened to know that there was no elves outside of Azir. Um, so they both were like, okay, Sigmar, we'll join you. Uh, and upon reaching uh, Azerheim, um, Teclis went to go meet the elves, um, explored all the vast libraries, talked to all the ancient beings, including Dracotheon. Um, and it was Teclis that taught these people who are in Azir, you know, language and science and uh, maths. He was basically the great teacher, the illuminator. Um, However, he did not just stop at the basic stuff. He started teaching people magic um, throughout all of the eight eight realms more than any other gods. And he actually helped to found uh, the Collegic Arcane um, and tutored the Eldritch Council in the ways of the people of the world that was. Um... Now, um, Teclis was a part of a plot to, you know, 